We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I've once again, it is the Saturday morning edition of the Field of 68 Best Bets podcast and Best Bets live stream. My name is Rob Doster. The gentleman you see on the screen next to me is the one and only Jeffrey Goodman. Jeff, what's going on, man? Oh, Saturdays, man. They overwhelm me. They do. They overwhelm me. Like, I, I can't figure out. I mean, I end up, I've already put in like, not in the bet spurts yet, but I've already got about 15 written down. You know, like I just can't get out of my own way from from trying to do like I want to keep it as single digits and I cannot do it every Saturday. It's it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. There's, there are a lot of college basketball games to be played. Um, all right. There, uh, unless you have anything to say about Maryland, uh, Penn State, no, we're just going to pretend that all of the basketball that was played on Friday night did not happen. We're going to pretend that Marshall – playing against a team that didn't have their best player and didn't have their third leading score, um, did not blow a 21-point lead with 15 minutes left in the game. We're just going to act like that like that never occurred because it didn't. I, as far as I know, I don't remember that ever happening. Uh, my bank account do- doesn't remember that ever happening. So I, we're just going to act like that, that that never occurred, that never existed. Marshall, Dan D'Antoni, um, you know, you're, you guys are not dead to me. Uh, I, I have uh, – I have other things that I need to get to, so, so that's where I'm at with it, Jeffrey. So disappointing, but uh, yeah, let's move on. Let's we got a lot to cover on a Saturday. Uh, let's get right into it. And what is the game we start with? I mean, like, do we start with uh, the biggest unranked game in the history of unranked games? <laughs> yeah, I guess we have to Duke, North Carolina. Like, like, let's start right there. I mean, listen. The first time since 1960 that Duke and Carolina will play each other and neither team will be ranked. Um, but you know what? I'm kind of, like I've said, I'm more intrigued to watch this game than I have been uh, in many a year because it, it's going to be important for both teams. I mean, listen, uh, Kay has made it every single year uh, other than the back injury year to the NCAA tournament. Um Roy Williams hasn't made it twice. Once was his first year at Kansas when they were ineligible. Uh, and then also uh, the year after they won their second national title at, at Carolina. So these guys are like used to being every single year. And my guess is one of the two will not make the tournament this year. And my guess is uh, if a team goes 0-2 in this series, and this is about one, 
I, I think that's the team that ends up being on the outside looking in. Uh, I would not be surprised if um, if both got in. I would not be surprised if both teams ended up missing the NCAA tournament. The, the the funny thing is, like, I don't think that this is going to be a good win for a tournament resume for either of these teams. Um, it's just it's one of those years where where it doesn't really make all that much sense. So let me ask you this: um, not Duke a good loss, win. though. That's yeah, what not saying. not a good yeah. loss. Duke is yeah, it's definitely not the kind of loss that'll get you bumped up in Jeff Goodman's. Uh, Top twenty-five daily top twenty-five rankings. Um, so where do you stand on it? Duke is favored by four. The total is one forty-five and a half. Um, I'm a little bit worried about what Duke is going to do um, inside against North Carolina's bigs. Like North Carolina can struggle as much as they want. There's something that's always going to be consistent with uh, with the Roy Williams team, and that's the ability to get on the offensive glass, and that's the ability to score in the paint. Um, alternatively, you know Matthew Hurt. Jalen Johnson, that's who kind of plays the four and the five for the most part for Duke. And those guys are going to be able to pull uh, North Carolina's bigs out on the perimeter. So where do you stand on this? Where do you stand on this matchup? Yeah, I mean, Jalen Johnson's not going to, you know, pull guys away that far. I mean, they're going to let him shoot the ball. So I, I don't think he's the issue as much as I think Matthew Hurt is because they don't have anybody who can go out there and guard a stretch four like Matthew Hurt. Um, but I would just say uh, to me more than anything – I would I would say this is probably going to be a close game. Many a Carolina Duke games have come down to the wire. I would take the points here. I would just take the points because I feel like, again, uh, you don't know what's going to happen in this game. The road team has won plenty uh, in this, especially this year when there's going to be no fans. It's not a huge home court advantage or anything like that. You know, Duke had looked good for a while until that that Miami loss, right? I mean, they, mm-hmm. they had started to look better. Um they're, they're in their last 10 games, they've split uh, against each other. But Duke has won three straight against Carolina. But Carolina was atrocious last year. Absolutely atrocious. They're better. They're not great this year, but they're certainly better. You know, the key thing that I'd normally worry about is the young guards going into Cameron, right? Playing against Duke with the Cameron crazies. They don't have to worry about that. I mean, that's mm-hmm. not an advantage. Like, Duke's home court is bigger than anybody else's home court advantage when they have fans. It is. I mean, Kansas, probably right there with them. But but Duke, to me, is number one in a home court advantage because you have the Cameron crazies on top of you. It, it is intimidating for a freshman to go into that environment, especially freshman guards for Carolina that haven't been great this year. Yeah, my, my only concern with that is I think there's a very real world where North Carolina just is not that good. Remember, like they're coming off of a 13 point loss to a Clemson team that lost by roughly 873 to Duke last weekend, right? Um, here are the wins. Like North Carolina went on a run. Here are the teams they beat when they went on the run that everyone was so excited about. Uh, they beat Pitt. They beat NC State. They beat Wake Forest. They beat Syracuse. They beat Miami by two when Miami had like nine guys, right? Including like three walk ons. They beat Notre Dame by one. Um, they lost to Georgia Tech in that stretch. They lost to Florida State in that stretch. They lost to NC State in that stretch. That dates all the way back to Kentucky, right? Kentucky is probably their best win on the season, unless you want to include Stanford in that mix, which they got like at the very start of the year. So uh, I, I I just don't think that this North Carolina team is very good. But I don't think so, the Duke team's very good. I know. It's a catch-22. So they're both Here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do. So I think that Duke is going to try to play at pace, right? I also think that North Carolina, we know that they want to be able to run. Um, I think North Carolina is going to be able to get every second chance opportunity that they want to get. 
Uh, I think that Duke is going to be able to um, exploit the matchup with Matthew Hurt. Like I would, be, I would not be surprised if Matthew Hurt went for like 28 today. I think it's that kind of matchup. Yeah. So I'm just going to take the over. I don't think either of these teams are very good defensively. I think both of them have exploitable matchups, and I think they're going to try to play up tempo. So give me the over. If if there's nothing else, then just bet the over, right? I'm going to take the points just because, again, I I, I don't have a great feel. So I'll I'll, I'll take the points on this one and and feel not great about it, but I'll I'll, I'll feel better uh, than giving the points in this one. I mean, I, I just don't know how you can feel good about it. Uh, given the points in this one, so I'll I'll, I'll take uh, I'll take Carolina plus three and a half. You got what over one forty five and a half? That's actually not bad. I kind of like that too. Yeah, kind of like that. All right, so there are um, six like really what I would call big matchups uh, today. So let's let's just kind of roll through them in order of when they tip off. First is going to be Alabama at Missouri. Yeah. Um, I believe Alabama is lane two. Let me just double check to make sure that is still the correct line. Um, I got it right up here at Bet Rivers. Uh, by the way, Bet Rivers, our new sponsor, um, our new partner. If you can get in now, if you have not used them yet, uh, and you go and you log in um, and you use the promo code Big Game 500, B I G G A M E 500, you will get $500 in free Super Bowl bets if you bet $100 on the Super Bowl. Deposit 100 bucks. Bet that money on the Super Bowl. You're going to get $500 in free bets, Jeffrey. That's free bets, $500. It doesn't get much better than that, courtesy of our friends over at Bet Rivers. Um, All right, so Alabama, Missouri. Missouri, um, The line, Bet Rivers right now has it at Alabama minus three. The total is 152.5. Where do you stand on this one? I'm not going against Bama. I'm not going against them. I mean, they've been so hot. I mean, 10-0 in league play. Um, yeah, they've been a little banged up, you know, done a good job without Jordan Bruner. Like people don't talk about that enough, that they're without their starting big man. And Herb Jones has been limping, limping around. It's their best start in SEC play in 65 years, Rob. Uh, everybody's on this bandwagon now. I've been on it before anybody. I'm pretty sure I was the first member of the bandwagon three years you were, ago. You were on it three years ago. You've been on this bandwagon yes. since, since, since before – before the ink was dry on a contract that Nate Oates signed, you were yeah. on the bandwagon. No, that's that true. was part of the deal. Like, look, much. I, I don't know if I'm I'm really supposed to be saying this yes. publicly, but when when part of part of the contract that Nate Oates signed when he went to Alabama <laughs> yeah. was that Jeff Goodman has to be on the bandwagon. People don't know this. I'm on like, it. you're not you're 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 not totally uh, unbiased in this situation. Like, you're 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 written into that contract that Nate Oates has at that's Alabama. Cool. So. Whatever the case, they're, they're, they're finally making me look good. It was three <laughs> years of absolute embarrassment. It, it, took, now, it took three years. Nate Oates finally got there. <laughs> it did. So I, I'm going to stick with the Crimson Tide here, Roll Tide. And um, I, I think they're going to cover – Missouri's tough, though. They're a tough team to figure. I mean, they got good players. Um, you know, Pinson's played well. They got both Drew and Mark Smith. Obviously, Jeremiah Tillman's had some huge games. I, you know. I don't have a great feel on Mizzou, but but I, I got a feel on, on Alabama. They've just been great. I, I just don't know if they're good enough mentally to to, to run the table in, in the SEC. And this might be, honestly, Rob, this might be their, their most difficult game left. Yeah, I mean, is Missouri the second best team in the SEC? I'm looking at the schedule right now, and they don't really – yeah, they kind of gone through all their tough games. Unless there's something I, 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 I don't think they're the best team. 
in in right wouldn't you say um i think it i mean it probably is missouri you know i i want it to be florida but i, I don't know if we can trust a team that's going to is kind of going to get raked over the coals by south carolina at home so um it is what it is i i would probably be on alabama in this spot um the one thing that i will say is that like missouri's defense um when they are uh like they're they're when they can kind of force you to shoot jumpers um and and take that away like that's kind of what their strength has been and alabama is a team that wants to be able to knock down jumpers so uh i don't know i, I i'm not going to bet against alabama in this spot but it's not my favorite spot of the day uh, they, it won't be one of my picks but i'm there's no way that i'm taking missouri in this spot yeah i'm gonna probably take alabama i i mean you know i mean my whole deal on a saturday honestly is I want to I want to flip on games and, and have have an interest in every game. Yep. Every game I'm looking at. And and Alabama to me right off the bat, I, I feel pretty good about them. Um All right, let's keep it moving. Let's keep okay. it moving. We got a lot to get to. Uh Kansas Kansas at West Virginia. West Virginia yep. is laying 2. That total is 141.5. Yep. What do we got here, Jeff? Uh I'm going to take Kansas. They've had West Virginia's number I think they've won nine of their last 10 against the Mountaineers. I know this isn't your typical, your mom, uh, your grandparents, uh, KU team. I get that. Um, I think Bill Self would be the first one, and he has been the first one to tell me this. You know, they, they, they've struggled. They're two and four in their last six with the wins coming against two pretty inept teams. Well, one inept team in Kansas State, the other being TCU that's dangerous. But, you know, to me, again, I just – Maybe I'm crazy here. I just don't see Kansas losing this one and falling out of the top 25. If they do, Rob, it will be the first time that they are not in the AP top 25 if they fall out in 231 weeks. That is the longest uh, in NCAA history. So I don't know. I mean, again, I don't like this Kansas team, but I think they can get hot and and make some shots in Morgantown against West Virginia. Uh, The key will be can David McCormick at least – Make sure that Derek Culver doesn't run complete rough shot uh, over Kansas. Um, I I think I like West Virginia in this spot. Um, a lot of it's going to come down to whether or not West Virginia like makes their threes. Um, but we're I think we've seen how good West Virginia is offensively, and like I'm just I'm buying them as a very very good offensive team at this point. Um, there, my my concern is like. How do they stop dribble penetration? What are they going to do against guards that can put the ball on the floor? And I just don't like where where are those players on on Kansas? You know, like so that's that's kind of where I'm at with it. Um, they don't have them. Yeah, I I do think I do think that the over is interesting here as well. Um, we've seen that that West Virginia is very much interested in playing at pace, like they want to get out and run, like that's kind of what they're. They're doing now. This is this is very much not press Virginia. This is this is a different basketball team. Um, one that has issues like they they can't really guard anyone, and they want to shoot a ton of threes. You know, they basically turned into Davidson overnight. <laughs> so uh, I do kind of I do kind of like the over here. Hugs um, will love to hear that. Hugs has yeah. now become Davidson. Yeah. Well, I mean, the last time that they were this bad defensively was uh, when Deshaun Butler. Was was on. Oh, <laughs> those are fighting words. Those are fighting words, right there. Um, yeah. So I don't, I don't, I don't love a side again. Um, I probably like. I'm not going to be betting a side in this game. I would probably take uh, West Virginia gun to head, but um, I think the over is the play here for me. All right. Next up, we have Texas is playing at Oklahoma State. 
Um, Oklahoma State is coming off of that loss to TCU where uh, I, I don't know what in the world Cade Cunningham was doing on that last possession. Do you, did you see that? There yeah, was like 17 sorry. seconds left in the tie game, and he went and I thought he he must have forgotten what the score was because I don't either that, was, that or that just got rattled by like he got rattled by something. Either he didn't know the time or the score, like yeah. one or the other, he didn't know. And, All right, and- so so Texas is laying two and a half. The total is one forty five. That game is being played at Oklahoma State. Texas is back to full strength. Um, Oklahoma State is back to full strength. Jeffrey, what do you like here? I mean, Texas has already won on the road against Kansas. They blew Kansas out. Remember. Blew them out on the road, and, and and they beat West Virginia on the road. So like they've got confidence they can go in anywhere. I mean like Stillwater for them is nothing. They 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 want it Allen Fieldhouse. So uh, I like Texas here. I do. I mean I, I want to say that Cade's going to come back, bounce back from that, and just absolutely dominate because you know how much I love Cade and and you do too. I, I just think Texas is a better overall team uh, ultimately, and uh, Andrew Jones has been playing out of his mind. Ever since, I, I'm going to take some credit. When Hummel and I had him on the pod, um, he wasn't making shots. He was doing everything else, right? But he was not making shots over in league play. I think he's shooting 41% from three in league play. So, uh, Andrew Jones, uh, keep it going, my man. Uh, love it. And I, I think they go into Stillwater and get another road one. Yeah, I'm kind of with you there. Um one thing that I, I think is worth mentioning, I don't know how much value it actually has, is that Greg Brown and Kate Cunningham have known each other forever and have played against each other forever. Um, and if there's anybody that is like kind of physically built to be able to slow down Kate Cunningham, it, it's, it's Greg Brown. So Greg I, Brown's I physically built to be able to slow anybody down. Yeah. I mean, he's but such a freak. Yeah. And he's also like, he's not going to get uh, out physical by, by Kate Cunningham. So. Um, I, I like Texas in that spot as well. All right, Illinois hosting Wisconsin um, and what's probably like the best matchup of the day, at least in terms yeah. of like rankings and all that kind of good stuff. So um, Illinois is lane four. The total is 136 and a half. What do you like there, Jeffrey? All right, you want me to blow your mind? Um, how about this? Wisconsin in Champaign has won seven straight games in Champaign. It's not very impressive. I mean, that, that's one that you're just like, wow, that, that, that's a little shocking. Uh, I think that ends today. I do. I think it ends today. I think this is obviously Illinois' best team they've had in eight years. Um, you know, I, I just think, again, like Wisconsin's so fundament, f- fundamentally sound, uh, but how do they guard some? And with T- Trent Frazier playing the way he's playing, I, I just think it gives him a different dimension. Um, you know, how are they going to contain guys like Curbelo and Io? Like, like I just don't think they are. Yeah, I I don't – I really, really don't like this line at all. Um, what we look for when it comes to Illinois games are uh, teams that can pull Kofi away from the basket. And the one thing that Nate Reavers and Michael Potter can do is pull Kofi away from the basket. Um, they also play two centers a lot. And sure. Illinois, I mean, we talked about this the other day. Illinois' best five is a really, really small five. Like, they basically – it's probably, what, DeMonte Williams at the five, maybe? Yeah. So, um, so I, 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 that matchup right there just kind of screams, like, okay, advantage Wisconsin. But I also just don't think Wisconsin is very good. Like, that, I, I've, I've been saying this since last year. Like, I'm just not – Yeah, I, they're I not. I, they're I don't not get great. it. I don't get it with the Badgers. So, um, and I actually think that Wisconsin – like, or I'm sorry, that Illinois is is a really good team. So what you're asking me to do is uh, fade 
a team at home only laying four points that I think is 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 more talented uh, against a team with a better matchup. And it's just I don't the dots aren't connecting for me. I'm it's a complete stay away. I, I will not have any money on this game. Um, Tennessee Kentucky. I mean, I know it's not a huge game, but it's your Vols going yeah, in. That's, that's the that was the that was another one that I had on the list. Um, I got to bounce back, don't they? Like Tennessee has to win this game. If they lose this game, like their season, they're in danger if they lose this game of like spiraling to me. Like it could go bad if they don't win this one in Lexington against Kentucky. Like two inept offenses Mm -hmm. right now. Completely inept. Like can they break 110 combined? Well, that's that's what I was going to say is like the the under is probably the best play here. Um, and it's low. It's yeah. like 120, it's 125. It's 126. But if this game doesn't get out of the 60s, which is kind of like what I fully expect, like I think the under is the play. Um, I also – so I it, it, I think that Tennessee can also – like this is the kind of game that they can really um, wake up for. Like the, the biggest issue that they've had is that they don't have that kind of alpha, right? They don't have that, that leadership, that – that mentally tough dude that is going to say, you know what, fuck this. Like, we're, we're not enough of this. I'm going to go take over now. Um, I'm going to go make a play. Like, they don't have – I like to call them, like, Band-Aid guys that stop the bleeding. Uh, they don't have that dude. And you want it to be Jaden Springer. It really hasn't been him. Um, Keon Johnson in the last couple of games has looked like he's tried to be that guy, but I don't know if he's quite ready yet offensively from a skills perspective to be able to do it. Um, so, like, I don't know who it is. That said – when they are when they're rolling and when they're making shots and when they don't have to worry about things spiraling, like that's when that's when they're really good. And and I can see this being a situation where like the bottom falls out for Kentucky. And I know like it, that's it's weird saying that for a team that's what like five and thirteen or whatever they are now. But like <laughs> the bottom's already fallen out. It's out. Well, I'm saying they're they're at least competitive, right? They're at least trying. And I understand there's still motivation for like BJ Boston is trying to resurrect his draft stock and Isaiah Jackson wants to go pro and like Olivier Saar and, and Davion Mintz are always going to go out there and, and at least try, right? And at least compete. But um, it does it does not sound like things are going very well in that locker room based off of like John Calipari basically saying that Terrence Clark was was faking an injury in a press conference. Like it's 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 getting ugly there. So uh, this is the kind of thing where I can see in this spot Kentucky coming out slow, Tennessee jumping on them, and then winning like seventy five to to fifty or something like that. So. Um, if I'm going to be on somebody, it's probably the Vols, uh, but I like the under significantly more here. All right, let's run through a couple more good ones. Hey, we got to get on the, the big game out west. We got to yeah, get no, the big game getting, out west. USC, UCLA. Yeah, first place in the – well, actually, no, because USC just lost the other night, didn't they? It's still the best – probably yeah. the best game, you know, out west today at least. Um, you know, listen, it's, it's that rivalry. USC's got probably more talent this year with Mobley. Uh, certainly, but ultimately this one, I, I would take the points here I, or even the, the money line and just say, hey, you know what? It's a toss-up game, kind of like Duke Duke Carolina. They're both toss-up games. Uh, the underdog's getting about three and a half in each game. Why not just run both money lines and just say, hey, I'm going to get one of the two. I'm going to get one of those two, I think, of, of the underdogs is going to come through. Uh, UCLA's getting three and a half. You know, it's not like USC's been great. Um, they're they're pretty similar teams, in my opinion. And 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 ultimately, I think I like UCLA because of their point guard play. 
I, I trust Tiger Campbell. I really do. I trust Tiger Campbell. I think um, he's gotten much better. He's tough. Yeah, he's he's small, but I, I like UCLA in this one getting three and a half. And to me, again, I think you go uh, Carolina and UCLA and, and you get one of the two. Yeah, actually, I like UCLA in the spot as well. Um, what I'm a little bit worried about, like, the fact that USC plays two bigs against a team that that can go four round one, um, especially when like they're they're one of their bigs and uh, and Jalen Hill can kind of deal with um, Evan Mobley doing the stuff on the perimeter that that Evan Mobley does. So uh, yeah, I like I like UCLA in this spot. Um, at the end of the day, like this is, this feels like the kind of game that's going to come down to coaching and you know McCronin is. Uh, He's 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 good. He's really okay. really good. They like UCLA. US, uh, I'm sorry, UCLA has lost their best player in Chris Smith, and they're they're still right there. Yeah, uh, probably going to end up winning the league. So uh, I will be on UCLA. There is there anything else you like today, Jeffrey? There's there's a couple spots that I love. You're gonna yeah, I mean, there's plenty that I like. Uh, what I tell I you what my best my my favorite bet of the day is. Go ahead. It's you're gonna think it's disgusting. I think Iowa State plus fourteen and a half at Oklahoma. Why? Iowa State has, when they've been at full strength, they've played people tough in the league. They lost to Baylor by 11. They lost to Texas by six. Uh, they lost twice to West Virginia. Both of those games were, um, the, the I think it was a total of like 11 points that they lost those two games. Um, they had How a two are you not doubling down on Marshall? Huh? How are you not doubling down on Marshall? I'm I'm, I'm, I'm getting there, but just let me let me go through this Ohio State, uh, this, this Iowa State thing, because it's my favorite bet of the day. And so they're getting people back healthy. Um, after they came down, back from their two-week pause, they were missing a bunch of guys, which is why they got blown out by Oklahoma State and Mississippi State. Um, Javon Johnson's going to be back today. Solomon Young came back last game. Um, Jalen Coleman-Lance has been back for two games. So I, I'm. it feels gross betting on a team that has two wins on the season, both of which came against SWAC opponents. But Iowa State's the play. All right, you go. We also, we also got to fade Boston College today too, right? You do you. Yeah, I don't. You know what? I was supposed to find out who's playing. Hold on, I'll. I'll uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the name specifically who's out, but I was told it's five ish. Uh, all right. Well, I know Rich Kelly's playing. Luke is playing. Uh, who else? Uh, I'll find out here. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I already listen. I already took NC State. I already took NC State in that one. Uh, I took Creighton. At Marquette, give him four and a half just because I think Creighton's going to get going again. Um, I hope Creighton's going to get going again because uh, it hasn't been pretty. I like Purdue giving seven at home to Northwestern. Northwestern has lost eight straight games, eight straight games since everybody started falling in love with this Northwestern team. Purdue's been pretty darn good lately. I like Michigan State. I think they're going to take their frustrations out on Nebraska today. Nebraska hasn't played since January 10th. And they stink anyway. I know Michigan State's not good, but they're giving 11 and a half. I like that one. Colorado giving five against Arizona. Colorado, remember, the uh, biggest disparity of any team in the country, home and away. The altitude matters. Uh, Arizona's got a bunch of new guys that haven't played an alt- altitude like this, especially the foreign, the international guys. So I think it's going to affect them. Uh, those are my uh, – High major plays. You got any other high major plays? Uh, no, you mentioned them all. You, you all said right, Michigan State. If you said Michigan State, then you mentioned all of mine. I'll run through a few things uh, at the low and mid major uh, level. I'm gonna I'm gonna 
roll back on on Marshall just because I don't know. I, I feel like they're not going to lose both against Old Dominion. Hopefully they cover. Um, I like North Texas against Louisiana Tech. They lost at home uh, yesterday, I believe. They're favored by four. Um, I fade SIU Edwardsville and SEMO every time right now. So uh, Come on, baby. Let's go. Edwardsville will be playing its seventh game since a week ago Tuesday. Okay. They're playing Belmont, the best team in the league at home. Belmont's favored by 17. Jacksonville State is playing SEMO. SEMO will be playing its sixth game since a week ago Tuesday. Jacksonville given three there. Uh, Colgate playing BU. I like Colgate. They've, they're terrific. Matt Langle's done an unbelievable job there. BU hasn't played in a couple weeks. Um, you know, and, and, and Colgate's given 13 and a half. Uh, anything else? Uh, those are the main. Oh, what about this one? Rob, we haven't mentioned this one. I like this. St. Bonnie at St. Louis. Oh, yeah, yeah. Getting three and a half. St. Louis has played two games in five weeks. They've been terrible in those two games. They just lost to LaSalle. The Bonnies are the best team in the league. The best start for Mark Schmidt and the Bonnies uh, in A-10 play, I think, ever. So I'm going full all in on the Bonnies and really fading St. Louis, who's probably the more talented team. Yeah, I, I like the uh, St. Bonaventure money line there. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah that's good. That's good. Um, anything else? No, yeah. I know we went through a lot, but listen, um, if you're still here, go and download the BetSperts app and follow both of us on there. Uh, my name is Rob Doster. Goodman is at Goodman Hoops. Um, that's the best way to kind of track all of this stuff. It's much easier to go there and see it all written out than for us to just sit here and kind of roll through it all um, afterwards for you. So make sure to go do that. Download that app. Follow us there. That's the best way to kind of keep track of all this stuff. And that's it. See you, Jeff. Later,